Welcome to the Review Crew Podcast, Review Cues. I'm Jenna Schmidt, and if you don't know, I work with other staff on a weekly show called Review Crew, where we discuss the newest trailers, movies, and the entertainment industry news. After 10 plus years in production, Review Crew is still running better than ever, but you can imagine how difficult it is for a weekly show to cover absolutely everything about entertainment and cultural events in general, which is where this podcast steps in as a content to provide you with a little more food for thought an opportunity to engage with us in a more casual setting as we tackle different aspects of industry news each week. Before we get started, I'm going to introduce my co-host for today. Um, for her first debut on the Review Cues podcast, this is Abby Rabowski. Hello. We also have returning co-hosts Owen Hananel and Kate Kaminsky here. Happy to be here. Sup? So, um, timely being that it is currently February 14th, also known as Valentine's Day. Also known as Mass Corporation Holiday. You ha- um, we are t- going to talk a little bit about our favorite romantic movies. I mean, that really just steps into the genre of rom-com. So. Oh. We have Abby here because she is our resident expert on rom-coms. There you go. Um, we, you know, thinking about coming into this podcast, I was like, I don't know what movies I'm going to talk about. And the only ones I could think of were the... Recently, like, some of them are good. Some of them are really bad rom-coms that are coming out on Netflix. Um, The easy ones to talk about are To All the Boys I Loved Before and Kissing Booth came out around this time last year, I would say. Or I don't know. Mm -hmm. Kissing Booth, like, seems a little older. Like, I feel like that was, like, the first Netflix-ish rom, like, Netflix-released rom-com that kind of, like, paved the way for a few others. Yeah. Abby, did you ever see To All the Boys I Loved before? I actually just watched the second one. Oh, the second one. Yes. It just I, came out. The first one was really good, and it got like a lot of good reviews. Because um, it was a book first, obviously. I read the book, so I was really excited for the movie to come out. Wait, I didn't know it was a book first. Yes. Yeah, me neither. It's a book. And so uh, it was a really popular book, actually, Like when I was in high school, like for like oh. teen girls to read. And so the movie was pretty good. And the actress, I can't remember her name, but she's in a lot of other stuff. Um, yeah. that's com- come out recently, Noah Centineo, obviously, and people don't really like him very much, but the, in that movie, people like him. The, the main guy, like yeah. the super tall, like handsome one. Peter Kavinsky. I, yes. I didn't Peter think he Kavinsky. was that good, but... He is good. In that movie, I thought he was. Lana, Lana Condor, mm-hmm. that's her name, she plays Laura Jean. Yeah. Um, I remember watching this movie, I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> also, I'm in love with Noah Centennial <laughs> because I my my like big celebrity crush that I've had since I was a, a youngin is Mark Ruffalo and I think that they look so much alike and sound so much alike so then like this is just the most like younger perfect version of Mark M- Ruffalo so yeah. I, I actually see it now that you're saying that oh my you know, and they sound alike too like you yeah. have to think yeah, about now, it now that you mentioned it's like I kind of see it in my head like oh shit you're right yeah the, the only thing I was thinking about after I watched that movie is like she kind of just forgot about the neighbor. Like the man, she did in the dirty. book, in the book, Josh is like a a lot bigger bigger of a character, and they kind of just throw him aside, and he's not even in the second movie. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's not. Kind of, he's I don't. Kind of I didn't that, read the like, second book, so I don't know if he was supposed to be in it. But I, they completely forgot about his character. Her older sister was in one scene. Oh, really? Yeah. Who, well, she she went right to Scotland. Right yeah, there. and she was important in the book, but that did happen in the book, so obviously it was hard to like. It just, like, felt like one of the main friends was gone, and they put someone else in, like, a guy from uh, 13 Reasons Why. 
was oh. now in the movie. Like, Which guy? I'm curious. Um, the Asian one. Oh, yeah. I can't oh, remember his oh, name. Oh, I loved him. Oh, my God. He's, he's really so good. He's sexy. in a lot of, like, teen shows. And he's in yeah. um, Riverdale, too, I think. What? Why did you think that the second movie wasn't as good as the first? Well, I think with the first movie, there was, like, a lot of teasing the audience about like if will they won't they kind of thing yeah and in the second movie they are already dating at the beginning right so you kind of lost some of that and in the second one it's Laura Jean deciding who she wants to be with this other guy named John Ambrose played by Jordan Fisher yes or Peter Kavinsky and I did look at like the Twitter like hashtags after I watched it and a lot of people were upset because they didn't do enough to make you believe that Laura should pick Peter Mm. and so you can you find out that Peter was supposed to meet Jen at the hot tub. Oh, Wait, so you're and kidding. that and then and everyone's like and then they kind of forgot about it and they got together in the end. And I was like, you're kidding! Like well, that is such a big part of the first movie, like the hot tub scene. They didn't even yeah. care. I mean, they did kind of like gloss over the fact that he was in like his ex's hotel room, right? Yeah, I mean, they talked about that in the first movie and that they were trying to like end things, mm-hmm. but. Then it comes out that he was there to meet Jen, and, and that Jen took it. the video, and he knew and didn't tell Laura. Oh. And so they broke up in the second movie, and then they just get back together because it's snowing, and Laura Jean doesn't want to <laughs> drive in the snow. I'm not kidding. That's oh really how it happened. And I, it was good because like I wanted them to be together, but it was like you really just missed the mark on like there needed to be a bigger conversation about the. Oh, they did the so much tub. better with the first movie and like giving her. I don't know. They yeah. did so much better. I, I really liked it. And at the same time, like, the movie, the... I, I think I watched them in the same mm-hmm. night. The Kissing Booth. Mm-hmm. Also really good. <laughs> I think his name is Jacob Elordi, maybe? Yeah. The, the guy and Joey Jacob, King. Jacob Elordi, yeah. Yeah, and he's in, uh, um, what's it called? Oh. oh, my God. The Zendaya Show. I love it. Oh, Why Euphoria. Can't I it? Euphoria. Yeah, he plays uh, the like the guy in Euphoria that's the worst. He's mean in it. And He's I, so after mean. watching Kissing Booth and then seeing the first episode of Euphoria, I was like, I can't do it. And I they look know. so different because he cuts his hair and like dyes it darker for yeah. Euphoria. Actually, I don't know which is his natural hair because it's like longer and lighter in the Kissing Booth, and it's like I literally didn't know they were the same people. He, he does a really good job of like changing his character. So mm-hmm. I haven't seen uh, yet yeah, all the boys I've loved in a while, but. I guess the most recent kind of like romance movie, if you can count it as that, is her. I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I would say that's a romance film. Yeah, it, it's a it's an offbeat romance film, but like it, it definitely counts. Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's almost like a dystopian. I just recently yeah. saw her for the first time. It, yeah, so it's fire. I, I I've told the story a couple times. I'm not sure if I have on the podcast or not. But the first time I watched her, I was like by myself in my dorm room and. Uh, so I saw it on Netflix, and it had come out a while ago, and Cam kind of came over, and he was like, oh, yeah, I saw that movie with my dad, like, in the theaters. It was great. And I was like, really? You saw this with your dad? <laughs> yeah, okay. so it's a little weird, <laughs> it's, it's, but okay. It's kind of a, a couple weird scenes. Must have been awkward. But uh, anyway, so, like, halfway through the movie, he, he came over, and he's like, wow, so that narration is really part of the movie? And little did I know, I had turned on on Netflix, like, if you're if you're blind, I guess... Or if you just want to hear like descriptions of yeah, yeah it's a disability oh, feature. <laughs> you can basically have like the screenplay be read aloud to you while you're watching the movie. Yeah, and so I I just thought that was part of the movie, like an inherent like <laughs> narrator, and I was like, oh wow, that's that's kind of cool. Like you know, he, he, he has, I think that's the that's funniest thing ever. He, he has her in his ear the whole time, and we have like this narrator who 
But uh, that would actually be really. That's cool. hilarious. I can't believe that you thought that that was part of the movie. <laughs> I can imagine that because, like, I just saw it for the first time. I watched it with my roommate, mm-hmm. and we, I thought about that while we were watching it because I heard you tell that story before, and I was like, honestly, if I, there was a narration right now. I probably wouldn't question yeah, I didn't, it. I, didn't second guess. I feel like I now want to watch it with the narration. Yeah, just to like it, have yeah. that experience. It changes the movie for sure. I feel like it definitely does. Yeah, just like because I know what that is. I've definitely had that on a couple films where it's so jarring. I feel like this one would be like, oh, okay, I'm I'm vibing. I'm <laughs> day, I'm rolling. I'm yeah, vibing. I think that her is such like an interesting movie to talk about in, in a romance genre because oh. it is a, it, it's it's mm-hmm. a crazy play on like a a romantic movie on... and like. Oh, what love really even is like, like, mm-hmm. like the, but the really different forms yeah. love takes. Yeah, it's so crazy. I really that movie just made like put so much in perspective. I was like, this is the future. This oh, is yeah. what we're this looking forward to. Well, and, now we have like Google Home, Amazon Alexa, Siri. Just kind of like this is now kind of like we're still a little ways out. I think from how sentient. Um, her is I forget her name in the yeah. film. Yeah, he gives her like a like a human name. Yeah, uh, but she's played. She's voiced by Scarlett Johansson in a phenomenal job. Um, yeah, but like we're not a far ways out from this. Now that we have Amazon Alexa, Google Home, it's kind of like yeah, definitely. What is there to like, stop? I can wanna, so like, easily see yeah. somebody falling in love with artificial intelligence now, like that. Of, like I can actually see it happening, yeah. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blows my freaking mind because so many people are like are okay with doing like long distance online relationships people that they've never met before and they're like they're in love with them oh yeah that's a thing that happens now mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. is it really that further that much further of a step yeah. to take to I mean, s- oh like, wow, yeah I, no i i get what you're saying absolutely i think of in in season two of you have, have you guys all oh i love i love that show i, feel, I hope you we have all love seen it that show. A, good thing, a good show to talk about will will bettelheim the real Will Bettelheim, not Joe, pretending right. to be Will. But oh. The actual Will Bettelheim, uh, when he's like, yeah, I met a girl in the Philippines. Yeah. I, I sent her over all my money. And, <laughs> and, you know, everyone, the audience and Joe alike are both kind of like, oh, this, this guy's an idiot. Like, and he might be a genius, but he's also just like yeah, naive and socially awkward. But then, oh, FaceTimes and... She's he, real. He, yeah, he's in the Philippines. That was a big surprise. <laughs> I, I thought that was so funny. That was pretty awesome. And it was funny to do because, like, you like him in the show. Oh yeah. And he's like one of the characters that you really root for because mm. in this in this season I felt like even love you couldn't root for. So there has to be oh, somebody. Yeah. So that was a good character. And then when he oh yeah. it was so cute. Whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, it was whoa. really cute. Whoa, 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 wait. You you didn't like love Quinn? No. I don't know. I'm sorry. I kinda she wasn't as good as Beck, not even close. Oh but my I, god, stop. Wait. Okay. Well, she wasn't right. as good as Beck. She wasn't as good as Beck, but I uh, thought she was better than Beck. No, no, no. But she's close to Beck. She's I like her. I'm well, sorry. Well, she's a completely I she was different cool. character in the well, way that she's weird. Like I did. I just yeah. when you think about the last two episodes, scenes, that's why I like the her. I woof you scene was like absolutely not. That was disgusting. No. I yeah. What? It. I hated that it. That part was weird. I was like, this that is weird. Was and like somebody, weird. somebody who's as into that as Joe is is also crazy. Like I, I predicted it. Okay. Ask that, our friend that she's Mary Kate. Be crazy as him. Yeah. I was watching it. I was like maybe halfway through the season, and Mary Kate was like, "You have no idea. You have no idea what's coming." I go, "I kind of like. I think I know what's going to happen." She goes, "Well, what do you think is going to happen?" And I said something like, "I didn't predict it exactly, but I was like, I think that love is crazy too. Like, I think she's a psycho, and I don't know if she's just already a psycho or he makes her a psycho, but I think that she's going to go crazy." 
I I thought she was. I thought he was gonna turn her crazy. That's kind of what but I he thought. Kind of like he kind of brought it out of her. But then again, she's been crazier. From what they showed in the last episode, it seems like she's been crazier longer than him. I, I like thought the writing in this season starting. was better. You think it was better? I think the writing was better. Uh, I, I, think, I don't know. I think it was definitely on par with the last season. That's what I think. I think I, it was I, definitely I on par. I, I maybe one thing I've been saying is I had to kind of like uh, raise my threshold of like uh, like sense sense of disbelief. Like I raised my sense of disbelief because. Although, like, they kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, Forty and Love had, like, a weird childhood, and they yeah. were a super weird dynamic. They kept talking about, like, a, the nanny, and, like... Yeah. They did and, allude to it, yeah. yeah. And then you kind of, like, realize... Well, maybe you don't realize until Love, you know, kind of tells him, tells mm-hmm. Joe. But, yeah. like, Love has been the orchestrator of, like, her and Forty's whole life, and yeah. in turn... Her and Joe's relationship. That's why people I've, I've hated his mother since he before he knew. It's like yeah. basically her Bond villain monologue. Yeah. Oh yeah. That monologue. basically her Bond villain. It monologue. was crazy. It's so crazy, especially the very, very, very end of the season. So many people hated it, and so many people thought oh, it was so perfect. Oh, how they I, moved into the house. I liked how they moved in. But then he, like, is falling in love with the neighbor? Yeah. Like, what? That's what I'm talking about. That's like, what I hated. Like, I liked, I wanted them to just move in. Like I'm, like, I'm like, okay, they're moving in. They're having that family. That's awesome. And then he just turns to the fence. Hello. I'm well, like, no, again, no, like, no, 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 yeah. no. I think there's definitely more to unpack from season two, especially with Forty being such a pivotal character and dying kind of abruptly. I like yeah. Forty. You didn't like him. He was uh, at the beginning. He bugged, I, I, I he bugged like him me. I'm sorry. He, he he came around for me. In no, the he end. came around. I think he had incredible development. Yeah. Oh, I liked him as a character. Just like I needed like enough of. I just like enough was enough of him. Like to a point where it's kind of like, oh, dude. But like again, like like Forty was supposed to be the person Joe turns crazy. Love was already crazy. Mm-hmm. Joe Forty kind of yeah. goes insane. Forty was kind of already crazy of too. Yeah. But like, but like, he goes like full off. Like he was already like crazy, I guess, in the sense of like he's eccentric, he's ambitious, he's aloof. He's a he's aloof professionally has an addiction and socially. Oh, he, yeah, he's an addict. But then when he meets Joe and he has all the conspiracy theories, he talks to um, prison rugged John Stamos. As, <laughs> oh my in, god! In, in, in his amazing, yeah, doc, his amazing religious quoting Doctor Nikki cameo. Yeah. yeah, he goes full off the deep well, end. I was, like he becomes a different character. I was yeah. just gonna bring up the fact that. Though there there is still a lot to pack from season two, and with forty being such a pivotal character, Joe did also leave a lot behind in New York. Oh, for there's, sure. There's a whole kind of like army of people that want to yeah. see him in jail. They and have like, so many like threads that they can pull out for the next season. Oh, yeah. They leave a lot for them to work with. Yeah. My, after season one, my I watched the season one with my dad and binge season two with him too over over the. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I was the one who put me onto the show. But oh, really? Af- after That's season funny. one, he was like, "This is kind of a good ending. Why? Why do they have to bring up a season two? And you saw, like, with Candace, there was still definitely. Yeah, a lot. I wanted oh, more from her I so wanted... much. I yeah, I, I wanted kind of perfect. They didn't make her like a likable character. No. No. They just and made her I like think a villain. You want to be able to root for her, but I, I think the. They wanted you to root for Joe the whole time, so they yeah. can't make Candace as likable. No. That is the weird, weird part about this show is like creating that empathy for such a such a like bad person. Yeah, and it it's it, it kind of shines a light on something I think is prevalent in our society, like just the the way people are able to like bend over backward to give people second chances and, and yeah. give them give them the benefit of the doubt, 
even though you know they they haven't given you reason to like them. Yeah, um, he Penn, says on uh yeah, oh, you yeah, watch that interview. Yes. Uh, he said like for him the premise of the show was kind of like how far society is willing to go to forgive a white man. Yeah, and I was I just going to say that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I thought that was super interesting too when I saw that interview and I was like yeah, way to put that in perspective because so many people, these mm-hmm. girls, they love him. Stand They're like, oh my god, like they Penn love Penn Badgley. Badgley. But and you know, obviously, like he's good looking and everything. But that's so weird to me. Yeah, it's like probably it and he plays Gossip a very Girl, similar Girls. character that he did in Gossip Girl. But I hated. I think everyone hated him in Gossip Girl. Yeah, I mean, you liked him at some points, but, but no, not no one wanted him to end up with Serena. I don't no. think anyone no. wanted that to be the end game. But I feel like people are rooting for him now when it's just a more yeah. a crazier version He's of insane. that character. I think it's, it's, yeah. it's super ironic that people are you know really making him an icon on Twitter and stuff. And I mean, he's a, an amazing actor and mm-hmm. definitely a handsome guy. But yeah, it's it's ironic that like he plays the slime ball like stalker killer, and yeah. he, he gets all this praise. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, well, just recently we got to Skype in with the writer and producer on Dexter. Oh, I don't know if you oh. guys have ever seen Dexter. Yeah. Uh, no. um, it was super interesting, and and I um, one of my friends asked him a question. They said, "How it was Sachi? You guys know Sachi? Um, yeah. How?" do you create that empathy for a character that is doing things that are morally wrong? And he went, I don't think I understand your question. And she was like, like, Dexter, Dexter, he's doing things that are morally wrong. However, you, you get the audience to root for him. Like, what's that process like? And he's like, I think my, and she, he was like, what? And she just didn't know how to rephrase the question. She was like, I don't, how do you not get yeah. this? And he was doing that because he was like, I think our our problem here is that I don't think it's morally wrong. <laughs> and we were like, wait, what? Yo. Well, I mean, that's, that's true for a lot goes, of people. A lot of people probably say they deserve it. Yeah, because yeah, he's like, is it wrong to kill a rapist? Is it wrong to... So he started saying that, and we were like, okay, yeah, like oh, that yeah. is the premise of Dexter, mm-hmm. is that he has that code that he only kills bad people, which is... Interesting, cause, so that's how that he created empathy for that character. But like yeah. to relate that to Joe in you, like he doesn't even like it's yeah. not even bad people. Well, I think it's sometimes he it's I think bad it is people. sometimes bad people. Like Peach yeah. was Peach was also crazy, and and, and obviously Crystalia. Yeah, Crystalia's character yeah. was ab- like when I, then he when he died, I was like. Meh. Cool. Yeah. yeah, like I wasn't upset it's, it's at all. That you when, when Peach died, yeah. or no? Well, I, I didn't like Peach's character, but Me either. I like, but, had, like but cool. Crystalia's was definitely war- like warranted. Like I was hoping that was kind of what's, what's going to happen. Yeah, like Peach needed to be put in her place, but I don't know that she needed well, to be murdered. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. that you bring up Dexter because I think you can draw a lot of the same comparisons with Joe as a character and Dexter as a character. Yeah, and definitely. They both have a super, you know, dark. Backstory, childhoods, terrible childhoods, terrible parents. Yeah, uh, and then they use their like. Well, Dexter, I'd say, starts out with a better intention than Joe. I mean, oh Joe, yeah, for Joe. Sure. Although he's not initially trying to cause harm to Candace and then Beck and to love. Yeah, uh, he like has to, and he has to like kind of destroy the lives around them. And I mean, love like knew what she was doing from the beginning. That's different, but. Yeah, uh, Dexter, in the same kind of way, starts out only killing serial killers, and then, did you watch, like, the whole show? Yeah. Yeah, so, in, what is it, season three, where, um, that guy, the, uh, Hispanic guy who works in the police station, yeah. and he, like, 
becomes kind of Dexter's partner for like two episodes. Yeah. And he kills someone who didn't deserve to be killed. And then that's, I'd say, what starts like the downward spiral. Like Dexter, Dexter having to unnecessarily kill just so that he won't get caught. Yeah. yeah. Which is so interesting because that's like a lot of how like Joe has to deal with things but, too. He's killing people so he doesn't get caught well, as well. That's part of it. But other parts is like, oh, this person has to die. Like okay. it makes a reason in his head. Like this person is like when Peach, uh, when, when, when Peach becomes sort of a quote unquote problem for him, yeah. he just he tries to kill her like more than once. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I totally agree. I don't think Peach had to die. I mean, mm-hmm. from Joe's perspective, she, she did. did. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's like the kind of that's us giving Joe again like the benefit of the doubt. Like Joe's in the right here, and yeah. Peach being a protective friend, and I mean. Uh, granted, she she didn't have a clean slate. She was also doing some manipulative things to Beck. But. Yeah, like she had her own like like problems with Beck that she created for herself. Yeah. Yeah, I think um <laughs> this is uh, this is an awesome Valentine's Day podcast talking about like morals and characters. Oh, I know, just like how crazy the love can get. There's yeah. in um Dexter. I think I think now that we're talking about it and relating it, I think that probably the writers of you took a couple Definitely, like yeah. notes from Dexter because near the end, I, maybe it's just like the last two seasons. Um, her name's Yvonne Strahovski. Is she's that blonde woman that like Dexter kind of like falls in love with? Oh, and she's a little crazy who, too. Who gets killed by the? Yeah, but isn't she? Doesn't she kill people too? I can't I quite can't remember, remember what happened, but I remember <laughs> there was something wrong with it, her. It's fuzzy. I I stopped watching Dexter. And this is bad, like right before the last season, because I yeah. thought it got too ridiculous. No, it it it, it does, get especially worse. with him and his like stepsister. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's time to stop. Oh <laughs> yeah, what was that? Yeah, let's, all right, it's a Valentine's Day podcast. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. So I don't know if you guys have seen Dexter. Like, yeah, I know the premise. Mm. Basically, it's Sky. I know the premise, but I've seen the show. So Dexter, um, they allude to this in his backstory later on in the show, but. He is, like, an orphan. His parents were murdered, uh, and so he gets taken in by this guy who, like, is a police detective or something, and he has his own daughter. Mm-hmm. So he gets raised by this family who's not really his, like, basically a foster And they, he doesn't find out till like, like maybe season two or three that... Or maybe it is season one, but I don't know. But he grows up thinking that he's actually his son and that she's actually his sister. Yeah. But then they find out that yeah. he was, yeah. like, I've orphaned. Seen- my best friend from high school watched this show, but when I would come over to her house, she would watch it, but I would never be oh. on the, So I have seen so many episodes of Dexter, but not in chronological order or mm-hmm. all of them. So. Well, the first couple seasons are phenomenal. My brother yeah. turned me on to the show. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Yeah, and they do that weird plot line where, like, his sister's, like, in love with him or something yeah. weird. I remember that. Yeah. I also, I, yeah, I just thought it got to the point where, like, Dexter would have been caught at this point. Like, he, he was already, yeah. like... Not under investigation, but that first guy. I remember, like, the cop in season one or two. Like, he has to kidnap the guy in order to, like, save his own skin. And then the guy ends up dying, like, kind of accidentally. Yeah, it's really weird. I I just thought it got too far-fetched, but... Yeah, just, like, weird question. Have any of you guys watched Mad Men? Yes. Episodes one and two. I just, like, thinking about, like, we're kind of talking about the different ways that shows and, and movies kind of show like love in different ways mm-hmm. that show is I'm like in season two this guy so John Hamm he plays the main character Don Draper Don Draper yeah he literally 
cheats on his wife yep. so many, <laughs> many times. Many times. Like, with so many different people. It's honestly, like, it becomes a point where it's, like, ridiculous. It's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, we're par for the course at this point. Yeah, like, I'm on season two, and I think he's cheated on her with, like, one, two, three, four, five maybe Countless different women. women. And, like, somehow you still like him as the main character. Oh, yeah. And root for him as a, like, person. Well, is yeah, the wife... Do you like the wife's character? Yeah, is she the a good wife, person? Yes. Because I feel yeah, she's like they okay. can really easily like spin it. Because yeah. I think I like I wouldn't care if she sucked. No, she's like <laughs> I mean, Jenny the Jones way is that okay, they yeah. Like, well, the way that her character is is she's like very timid. They portray her as like a weak, you know, and so he's person. Like, like, wife, all over her. Yeah. yeah, but like now, like she is getting more development. I'm in yep. season two. She's like kind of growing into her own. She kicked him out of the house because she like knew. I don't know. It was like mm-hmm. really weird, but. I, it's a, it's it's just a similar concept in like yeah. he's doing this bad thing, but he also had a hard childhood, so you have that yeah. sympathy yeah, for similar. him. I, I feel like that's the, yeah. like the same thing, like just hard childhood, just always hard childhood. So then everybody's like, oh, it's fine, excuse like their terrible <laughs> now behavior. Now they're now they're uh, like now they're, now they're going into infidelity, murder. I, I think it's also. Um, yeah, you could definitely draw comparisons from Mad Men to both of those shows, Dexter and you, and mm-hmm. that uh, you're trying to like unpack a character's backstory and like really find out who they are. Um, but also, yeah, like you're judging them by what they're doing in the show. And I wouldn't say John Hamm's character is like the worst no, of the oh, guys in the show. He's far from the worst. Oh no, compared no, to compared to Dexter and Joe Goldberg. Oh yeah, I mean, no, no, he I mean, is I, like I, he, yeah. he's like echelons above them. I mean, I, I just mean in in terms of like the level of misogyny and oh, how, Sterling that, Sterling is the main bad one, and he's played by the guy I don't know his name, but the guy that plays. Howard Stark. Oh, John Slattery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the I, is that him? John Slattery. With, like the white hair. Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, Howard. Yeah, old Howard Stark. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, no. Uh, yeah, no, no. He's in a couple things. He always plays like these really slimy, it's, like, he's disgu- like, like despicable like, people. Yeah. I literally just I want to gag yeah. when he's on screen. He's so, yeah, so you're, gross. You're kind of <laughs> comparing Don Draper's character to these guys who are, like, even worse. So, yeah, to, to people yeah, like Sterling. True. That's in, how they in, do it. In framing his character, he doesn't seem as as bad in comparison, especially to those other guys who, in in the time, weren't even weren't even acting, like, abnormally. No, yeah. that was, like, normal. Uh, also, like, Don Draper himself is not, like, a bad guy. I mean, like, he's just a flawed person. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, a, like, not, like, something where he's, like, a truly bad person or, or, or like... You can make the argument that people like Dexter and Joe, for all their intentions, are truly bad people. Because of murder. Yeah, because because of, because of their willingness to murder, their 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 really twisted views on society and life. Whereas like Don Draper is just immoral, and I feel like the reason he gets off, I think, maybe a little easier, is kind of like, oh well, he cheats and that's it. Um, is be- also not only because of that, but because of John Hamm's performance, just like uh, Michael yeah. C. Michael C. Hall as Dexter or Penn Badgley as, as, as a Ugh, joke. What's yeah. the formula? You need a hot guy. <laughs> hot, hot, hot guy, bad childhood. Mistress. Mistress. Yeah. Or many. Mistress or many. Yeah. I'm trying to think of maybe, like some maybe, other characters good writing. that fit that There's mold. There's another character that I'm thinking of that um, I know a lot, of, a lot of guys my age, not idolized, but was a great character in this movie, Wolf of Wall Street. Jordan, oh. Jordan oh. Belfort. Because... Uh, I was I was once asked like if I could switch places with any character from a movie or TV show, and that's what be? you said. And I said Jordan Belfort, and Wolf then of Wall Street because I I had seen the Wolf of Wall Street 
knew it was a crazy entertaining movie. Uh, was this during Speed Dating? Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, and then, then I rewatched, I rewatched Wolf of Wall Street, uh, and I was like, wow, yeah, like people, some some people might have been turned off on my. Uh, your answer there. My answer, because... not only is he a bad guy, but he's just gross. Like, yeah. he's yeah. all around, oh, like, I know. skeezy. Like, yeah. But he is a... I mean, he I is said, a, oh, we just wanted to do... He is such a sleazebag. That's kind of, really what it like, was. Like, tongue-in-cheek, like, oh, it would be, like, super entertaining to, like, do this, and when would I ever get the chance? Yeah. Kind of thing. It wasn't really, like, a, mm-hmm. I want to, like... Ruin people's lives and like. Oh my uh, god! I mean, like a good answer a is to say a, a successful person, but that's yeah. a successful person who does got bad there in a bad Katie, way. Yeah. Didn't Katie say our friend Katie say that somebody in a class like they're saying who oh. do you look up? What was the I question? Lo- it was about like who like they were talking about movies and like who you would want to like be and like someone said like yeah. Jordan Belfort or that they were going to be like him. Yeah, um, I think I want to be I'm like Jordan Belfort. I'm going to admittedly here and now admit to embezzling and many other financial yeah. crimes. Yeah, he's like, I, he, I think he says like, I want to be like Jordan Belfort because that's an amazing movie and that's an amazing character. And oh, okay. <laughs> some people were like, you, do, you know that oh. dude's real, right? You know this actually yeah. happened. Yeah. But I think like in the same vein that like Dexter and you create like empathy for that character, I think Wolf of Wall Street does it kind of similarly. I mean, well, you want to root for him because because it's, it's DiCaprio and it is a cap, uh, hot, hot guy. So that's yeah, part, part yeah. of the formula. Hot guy. Uh, did they ever say if he had a troubled backstory? I don't think they ever really go into his backstory. Uh, not really. No. Then he was like kind of struggling. Right. See, I didn't. I did not root for him. Like I oh, feel but, like you did. I rooted for Margot Robbie. I feel like as gr- like I feel girls, like everybody, like, girls love oh, yeah. Margot Robbie and I feel her like character, all the girls and that for was Margot powerful. Robbie. Yeah. And yeah. so I was for her, and like he kind of sucked. And that's the thing when I when I think yeah. about that movie, I think of like. The, the scenes where where he was really like the star and he could do no wrong like that scene where he's like I'm not leaving I'm not fucking leaving <laughs> yeah <laughs> that like that uh, that scene will never get old but then there's other scenes that made me question my my want to be Jordan oh Belfort. my god like, I watched the movie two times like him the without cl- finishing crawling to the it. car sir him you gotta be in that like position on, on, on Quaaludes driving home in a <laughs> Lamborghini yeah. when he sniffs a bunch of coke and kidnaps his daughter uh, that's the part where like I feel a lot more turned he, yeah, off yeah he, kidna- he kidnaps the daughter that part I hadn't gotten to I watched the movie two times got to the part where he was on Quaaludes crawling to his car and for some reason never finished the movie and then we watched it that other time and finally finished it, and like my opinion of his character just like changed so much Plummets. seeing the end because yeah. I was like, oh my god, he's literally insane. But like, here's the thing, though. Here's he's the thing, destroying though. his life. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Again, to create empathy for people like Jordan Belfort, you put it next to somebody like uh, Donnie, played by Jonah Hill, who in the first scene you find out married his cousin, and yeah. so and so you, you compare it to that, you compare it to people, <laughs> right. yeah. like you put it next to people like that again. Also does Quaaludes. Also does all this weird shit. So yeah. Jordan Belfort, by comparison, yeah. not I, as I bad. See, I can see yeah. that. No, it's true. Because yeah. like, because like, it's like I'll be honest. As much as like Jordan Belfort's like uh, a sleaze bag and he's not a good person, Donnie Donnie Azoff, uh, Jonah Hill, he came off as gross in many scenes. Like he came off as like, just like oh, I do not want to be around this yeah. person. Yeah, an interesting thing that Wolf of Wall Street. Um, you and Dexter all do is like the narration. Dexter and you, they they it's, it's they monologues. voice yeah the inner monologues, mm-hmm. and that like takes you inside their head, and I think makes you but, understand them mm-hmm. more. Like yeah, I know that that's like yeah. a hard thing, well, and 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 
they have you seen those edits where it's like you but without the voiceover and it's they take out the voiceover oh, and no. it's just long no. creepy pauses yeah. <laughs> it's put, insane if you put Joe's character in a movie where Joe is not the star of the movie you'd hate him because mm. you don't see his yeah he would just be a like, villain if, without if, narration if the show either. focused on Beck and her life and then you ha- see him as an outsider come in yeah then you would have a different opinion but whereas you see Beck come into Joe's life it makes you, for such you a better story yeah definitely but also like the I don't know how they handle the inner monologuing in Dexter if it's like more stream of consciousness and definitely has flows uh, Joe Goldberg, though, I actually like the inner monologue particularly because he does, a lot of it is very casual, as if he is directly talking to somebody instead of just narrating what's happening. Like, okay, uh, this is somebody who's doing, doing like this, and like, there's like this long-winded speech. He, sometimes the inner monologue is just, is just like, shit. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. God, That's I true. No, I, I like, like it's so it. casual. Like, like it's like it's just it's cool. Like he like and, and then he, and then he also monologues. You know, even in the past, and he changes the voice and the inflection. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah. like when he's happy. I know my one of my favorite monologues is when he's in Peach's house, and Gwen and Beck pretty much just says her like her final fuck you to. To Peach and she's like, "Oh, Beck, can you do this? It makes me, it makes my heart flutter like music." <laughs> just like yeah. he's like yeah. dancing. Yeah, I crack the hell up. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, "This is amazing." If I'm remembering right, and I might not be because I haven't seen Dexter in a while, but I think the narration is near identical. Oh, okay. I no, wait, it's, it's I haven't really, seen it. So it's I really similar. It's like, no, yeah. I really like the more we talk about it, the more I think that you took so many of in ways that they they did Dexter like. We and I remember, like I said, when we were talking to the guy that wrote for Dexter, he uh, and, and created it too. It's show, based on the a show, book. The showrunner, yeah. Yeah, it's based on a book, but but he did wrote, he did he write the book or no? No, he didn't okay. write the book. But um, he uh, he did when he finally did answer that question about the, the empathy thing. He did talk about the the inner monologue and how that like makes the audience kind of relate to you. It's it's just it's super yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel, yeah, like, even in you, the inner monologue, I agree, like, I'm actually, I'm gonna find those as when we get up, when we're done with this, and watch these long, creepy pauses. Oh, it's so funny. But, like, yeah, just, like, just, like, because, like, yeah, it would be really creepy, but, like, imagine if you did not have the inner monologue, and it went for, like, the straight horror it thriller. It wouldn't yeah. be oh, funny. Oh, it, it would have tanked at season one. It, it would have been, tanked. it wouldn't have been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I like, when I watched the first episode, and they have, like, the creepy theme card, and the blood dripping over the letters. I thought to myself, oh, this is going to be, like, creepy. By episode two, I'm like, this has a lot of comedic edge to it. Like, Penn yeah. Badgley is really, like, showing, and they never did in Gossip Girl. Like, I mean, Penn yeah, Badgley yeah. was never funny in Gossip Girl. I was like, here, like, we're really seeing this full range of, you know, semi-dramatic, but almost, like, psychotically comedic at the same time. Yeah, there is a lot of deadpan humor and really dark mm-hmm. humor that... Um, again, I just think, yeah, the narration just adds a level of intimacy with the audience that, like, you definitely, you mm-hmm. you wouldn't get otherwise if, if they were just showing all the shots. And even if, if they were showing, like, Joe's process of thinking, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same as just, yeah. like, him telling you straight up, I have to get out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, <laughs> I love that it's Valentine's Day and we were talking about you as our uh-huh. yeah, primary I, I, w- I want to ask a question. Love. Do you guys think that in shows or movies that love and relationships has to be in it because I feel like it's almost in everything to make it good because I watch Criminal Minds I love Criminal Minds but one thing that I don't like about it is the relationships and like 
drama, I would say maybe, aren't in the show, barely. I'm literally like, racking my brain right now trying to think of a show that yeah. doesn't have characters. Yeah. Characters in Criminal Minds, they have relationships and like um, they have kids, but it's not a main focus until it comes to the point where a murderer tries to kill their wife. But like, uh, you don't care okay. about their wife. You don't really know anything about their kids. It's really about the show and like the well, the plot lines, not relationships. I think a lot of the point of relationships like in shows like that and movies that don't center around uh, one specific relationship, it's, it's a lot to show character. I mean, if we could go back to Wolf of Wall Street, uh, Jordan Belfort had two like main relationships. The one between his first wife, yeah, I don't know her name. Uh, Kristen Milioti played her. I don't know what her name is. Yeah, either. and then Margot Robbie, who he of course ruins his relationship with her too. Cheats right. on her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah just, but the movie itself it isn't supposed to be about the relationship. Yeah. So is it necessary but to build character? I think I think it is because in the case of DiCaprio and Wall Street. Uh-huh. Um, his main goal in the movie is kind of what you're trying to figure out because in the very end, like that speech I talked about, like the I'm not leaving, he had it all. He had the money. He could have gotten the plea deal with the um, with the feds and uh-huh. he, he would have been totally fine, wouldn't have really gone to jail right? And, and faced the consequences of his actions. But he needed to win. He needed that last F you yeah. to the government and to everyone who kind of like doubted him and, and doubted his methods. Uh-huh. And so I think... The relationships, the, just the disinterest he shows after, like, it, basically it's in the never first enough. couple scenes with Margot Robbie, he, like, puts her on a pedestal, idolizes her, yeah. and then he gets bored of her. Yeah. And it shows yeah. that, like, that, that wasn't his true intention, that wasn't his goal in this movie. He just wanted to have the hottest wife. Yeah. Like, yeah. But in, like, in shows, like... Um, like Grey's Anatomy, I would say that I think that they focus on the relationships a little bit too much, just because you kind of like. I like to watch that show because I like the like things that happen in it. Like yeah. What what kind of accident's going to come into the yeah. ER today? Like who's going to do like say what to who? But like they almost kind of forget about that through the show. Yeah. And and like different people watch it for different reasons. It Obviously, does become I can, a background. It, it becomes yeah. like almost like oh I forgot they're even doctors because they don't talk yes, about it. It mm-hmm. definitely has moved in that direction, uh-huh. and I think it. I think having relationships helps you understand the character more. I also think that I can't come up with a show that doesn't feature any relationships. I mean, there are some that aren't important to the show. There's a lot of characters Mm -hmm. that don't have relationships that doesn't matter to their character. But, like, I think the reason why it's so, like, love and relationships is so prevalent in every single film and and show is because that's just life. Like that is that's yeah. just you, what, most people have relationships and to be the most realistic uh-huh. with the things that they're juggling, like whether it's more about their job. Well, it's like okay, well they also have to juggle a family or like a wife. Yeah, or I mean there are definitely movies that I think it's easier in film to have plot lines and narratives that don't have any like meaningful relationships and almost just abandon them. And if they are, they're most likely platonic. Whereas I feel like in TV you need to have relationships to keep it going, to have characters bounce off each other on almost and almost to kind of give shit to one another in the relationship. Because yeah. when you do that, you build character and you make the audience empathize with them. Especially mm-hmm. in a TV show where you need to have these characters keep going for long periods of time over years. Yeah, and it's of, just unrealistic for them to not have like 
crushes or oh, like yeah. sexual tension with well, anybody else on the show. Well, I, under, yeah. I understand that, but what I'm saying is like to make it a focal point. So whereas yeah. in Criminal Minds, they do not make it a focal point. It but in like, Grey's Anatomy, they do. In Grey's do. Anatomy, you really, it it's, is what it's about. Yeah. I've heard like how unrealistic everything that it, like, if, um, a, yeah. if it's like, there's I a YouTuber who yeah, does it. Doctor Dr. Mike, Grey's yeah, Dr. Mike reviews it and he's like, this is absolutely ridiculous. No yeah. one would ever say this or do this. And I think that it's obvious that the director, Shonda Rhimes, does not care. She cares about the, the relationships. Yeah. But I don't know. It, to me, there's like a line that should be drawn, like where, how much is like too much. I'm really curious about Shonda Rhimes. This is just kind of like off the cuff, but hmm. she's, so she's a showrunner on so many different shows. Yeah. And I think I've heard that she writes the first couple episodes or maybe like even the first season for the show and then kind of teaches other writers how to write like her and then they take it and then she starts working on a new project. How... Incredible is her career. <laughs> like, isn't, isn't that the same thing that like Ryan Murphy kind of does? He'll either have the first season or the first couple seasons done. He'll be like, okay, X Y Z needs to happen. This is how exactly needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go create another show. Well, I didn't really understand this process. The same guy, the guy that wrote Dexter. I asked, I asked him about it, and I was like, so did you, did you write? I don't know if it actually. I don't know if this was my question, but somebody asked, did you write like every episode? Were you involved in the writing for all the seasons? And he said that he wrote the first couple episodes himself and then they had other writers that wrote the episode that wrote the episodes but then he had to edit every single script so if it didn't sound like him if it wasn't like the way that he writes because they had to stick to his writing style then he would have to fix it and then there's just like a whole like industry that sucks thing for writers who yeah. want to get into the business and, and have to write in the style of the person who wrote the first two episodes. Yeah, and if he changes more than a certain percentage of the script, then you're supposed to put your name on it. So then it would be written by two people, and then the writer only gets fifty percent of the of the pay. Right. So he said, like, if you want to keep your writers happy, even if you do change more than fifty percent of the script, like. You should probably not put your name on it. It was just a really interesting industry thing that I yeah. didn't know about uh, writing. One one show I'd like to I'd like us to touch upon a bit in the, in the spirit of romance and Valentine's Day and that and also um, you know we're talking about like you whether whether it could continue whether they had enough for season three. One show that I think probably doesn't have enough for a season three, but they might they might drag it out is the end of the effing world. Oh. Um, <laughs> because that show is entirely about a relationship. Yeah. And the, the different the struggles they undergo, um, and the journey that they go on. Um, I think I I honestly think it's more I mean, yeah, it is it is based around a relationship between two people. But I also think that it's more individual to their own personal like and mental growth. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really incredible. The I love um, just, I mean, we talk about the writing on that show. It's just so normal, but yeah. also funny and like realistic. Like this is how people talk, and like some people could well, think it's so boring. Some people, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'm hungry. Alyssa has That's some fine. Great, <laughs> it's fine. Great dialogue that like it, it's pretty annoying, but also really funny. Like you just James. you don't want to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're you're right. You're right. It's exactly she reminds that. me of um, wait. Do Mason they have inner monologues too? Oh, she In does, End of the yeah. FM World, I don't know. I can't remember. Do they have inner? Uh, no, I they don't do. think so. They they, they 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 kind of go back and forth. Um, it's mostly James, I'd say, but Alyssa does get her her share. Really she got more. Us. She got more this season, the second season. Second I season. was really was like, more about interested her. in the beginning of the first season or the first 
episodes of the second season because she was about to get married. Oh my god, crazy. And I was really, I knew that she wasn't going to go through with it. It's just so blatantly obvious. Like, yeah. that is very clear. Well, she does get married. They just yeah, don't know. Yeah, but she, like, just leaves. Like, I, yeah. I was surprised they even actually got married. I was yeah, like, I was wow, too. that was a little, I... That guy was from Mamma Mia too. So. I loved him. He was <laughs> so best. funny and just like so had no He's character. A good actor. Yeah. I know, but he literally had no. He was just like a blank board. Yeah, like, and it was just oh, so yeah. funny what, because in the, in the end of the yeah, the, the guy that she marries. Yeah. It's so he crazy had, that and Alyssa, they do that all the time. So I feel like with <laughs> relationships, they always make the other option for girls idiots. Yeah, <laughs> they make them so stupid. Either even either the the guy or the idiot. Yeah, that's yeah. so yeah. true. It's like they always turn to some idiot guy, and then they, they have can't to go have back. anyone better. No. It's always somebody who's that's like so true. Oh, okay. who's boring right. and doesn't have character development. I mean, I feel like they no. do that for for men too. All right, here I, I actually want to shift the topic of discussion. Um, have you guys all seen the Black Mirror episode Hang the DJ? This is yes. a Valentine's yeah. Day episode, Owen. No, yeah. wait, this is about dating. It's about dating. It's about dating, yeah. Uh, Do you ever see Hang the DJ? No. Hang. You didn't? Okay, so. No, oh you made me watch so the episode about Black bees, Mirror. I want to have another terrible. episode next. About what? The Bees episode. Oh. Is that the only one you've seen? No, I've seen a couple, but they don't, oh, I don't Hang like the them. DJ is well, one of my favorites. Hang favorite. the DJ, I think you would actually like, because it. unlike a lot of the other Black Mirror episodes, it doesn't have a just terrible, crushing ending. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's kind of probably a good probably the happiest ending of all the shows, I'd say. Yeah, um, it's, like, it's like crazy, but it's like good. Yeah, uh, so it's about this dating system that like you have. You, oh. have you seen it's it? reminiscent. Maybe, yeah, it's like it's that episode. Yeah. It's reminiscent yeah. of like a Match.com type. Oh of, yeah, yeah but of a, dating a basically system. a more extreme version of where and it tells you basically like how much time you're gonna have with this person. Yeah, so like in it, the relationship, you basically uh, it's like. It's like a stage in everyone's life, I guess. They they started out by saying like, okay, it's like it's time for you to date now, time for you to find a partner. And yeah. so it's, it one guy. Like that, that yeah. This, this one guy. There's a book like that that I read. This one guy. He opens up his. Yeah. He opens up his like screen or whatever that tells him, and he's like, uh, "This is what your date looks like." And then they meet at a table in a restaurant. They so have is this a date. like is this alluding to like government control or no. is this it, 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 it actually it actually is because yeah. so because this seems like very socialism to me. Basically, <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, uh, the system gives you a certain amount of time with each person you date. So the very first like thing they show is a girl and a guy who have great chemistry, but they only have twelve hours together. Right. And so they end up not like actually sleeping together the first you know. Day they meet, yeah. but they they like hold hands and it's kind of cute. They're like, oh, you know, maybe like, if they had more time together, they would have been. And, it, and it's, it's like, interesting yeah. because the, the system is supposed to be perfect, but they're like, wait, this person I only go meet for twelve hours, but and, I actually like them. Yeah, and whereas and they've then, had relationships for years before so what's that. What's the purpose? Well, of the oh, and the next relationships that they have. I think they're like five and three years. It's, it's like yeah. a long well, time, but these people and, are and incompatible. Are you forced to stay in You're them? You're forced to stay in them for however long the Why? system gives you. Because, because here's the thing. The, the system says, the system has a 99.9% match rate. And so the whole time they're like, Kind of going through because you have to go through those experiences with those other people you're dating to find your, to, to find your okay. match and have be at the same place. Have any of you seen place. Are You the One? No. no, I can tell you, matching does not work. It's okay. a, an MTV well, but, like series. Oh, that it's like a re- reality yeah. show. Let me tell you because the end of the show brings it all together. They uh, in in a rebellious, an act of rebellion. So basically, they the two like the couple in the very beginning who had pretty good chemistry, but only twelve hours. They get put up like after a year and a half or whatever. They get put again. So in, they in a relationship, and so they're like, okay. 
we're not going to check to see how much time we have left. Yeah, because you don't have to check. They make an agreement. We're not going to check to see, like, how many days, weeks, months. Uh, But, and so that, like, it shows just, like, montages of them that they're having a great time. They have so much chemistry. They're they're falling in love. And then the guy is like, oh, this is too good. Like, he he goes out in the middle of the night against her promise and, and checks how much time they have left. And originally it says five years, but then it says reca- recalculating because, because he, he checked. checked. Because he checked and yeah. and so it goes down to like one day. And so then he has one crazy. one one day left with her, and then he he basically says, "I, I checked. I couldn't. Yeah, I was falling in love with yeah. you." But he, and then he's like, "You know what? Just screw the system. Let's leave." And so they try to so like, they try to escape. They try escaping. Where are they? They're in, in like a society. They're, they're, they're in like a. But it's all a simulation. You find out in the end because like. They like the data that they collected actually was like they were collecting data, and you realize in the end none of this actually happened. It was just a dating app, and so and they say that ninety nine times out of a hundred they try to escape together. They try to rebellion, and they, that's why there are ninety. That's the ninety nine percent. That's so cool. Oh, that thing is amazing. It's incredible. This so is wait, one the relationships in it weren't real. They were just a simulation to, sure. to show how it works. It's yeah, still but, kind of confusing and hard for whole, me to wrap my head around. But the whole, yeah. the whole message, I guess, was true love can conquer all odds, and you have to like rebel against the system in yeah. order to show your show your love. And I thought that was an interesting message. Um, yeah. Show, like, right, man, yeah. Showing yeah. that the only way to get out of, the only way to win is to beat the system. Yeah. Black Mirror deals with a lot of, like, strange, um, like, love stories. The, yeah, I was going to say, like, the one that I think about when I think of, like, a Black Mirror love episode, it came out in season five as one of the newer ones. Is it with Striking Vipers? Striking Vipers! Did you see Striking Vipers? Okay, so, so. It's, a, it, it's also in a futuristic society, and... You have virtual reality games where you can actually go in the game, and you have oh, these two no. buds played by Anthony Mackie um, and Yaya Abdul Mateen, two, two guys who yeah. plays Black Mana in Aquaman. And there's, there's these two guys; they've been best friends for a while. Um, I think like ten years pass, and they're both like, well, at least Anthony Mackie's character is like living in the suburbs. Like they haven't seen each other in a long time because he's yeah, starting he's a, a, family. He's a family. And and then yeah, yeah and then Abdul Mateen is. Um, a bachelor, he's like still like a playboy, but he gets in the, a game that they used to play that's now in virtual reality. Like, in the 10 years, like, oh, it's you can actually go in the game. In the game, they play a man and a woman, like different avatars. It's a, who fight, start it's a making, fighting game. Yeah, it, it's a la Mortal, it's like, it's, it's a la Mortal Kombat. Um, and they they inexplicably start making out, like having sex in the game as the two avatars. They can feel- all oh, they the can feel, they it's sense guys. everything. It's, it's two yeah, guys. It's two guys. Sure. Friends. But one guy is playing a female character. Does he know that it's the other? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, they're they fully know. aware. And then, the, like, so one guy's playing a male character, one guy's playing a female character. And, like, the way that the game is, like, you can feel, like, the, the pain. The pain when you're, like, mm-hmm. fighting. Um, and then when you come out of it, like, you take out, I think, it, what is it, a headpiece? Uh, oh, it's, it's like a headpiece. Like a little they used it in another table. episode. They always use that, that same design of, like, a pluck off. Of the temple. Yeah, you just yeah. put it on your head and then you're in the game. And if you like take it off, like it's, it's like the same one from the so it's just like Spy Kids. You're telling me? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Wait, never, actually, yeah. yeah, no, it is. Uh, and then have you ever seen the episode um, USS Callister? Yes. Yeah. It's the same That's technology as that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you just go in the game, but like same kind of same kind of like virtual reality gaming uh, sitch. But like it's to each other. It's not just like oh, having sex in the game. 
feels amazing. He basically just says, like, oh, I've tried everything. I've tried, like, other people. I've even tried it. Like, there's, like, a CPU that's, like, a polar bear humanoid. He's like, yeah. he's, like, oh, he's, yeah. like he's like, man, I f***ed a polar bear. Man, I feel shit. <laughs> like, the best line of the whole thing. At the end, they make this arrangement that they can only do it every so often. Like, maybe, like, once a year yeah, it's so applied. Once it's, a year. And yeah. they only do it through virtual like, reality. Yeah. Is, like, oh, no, no, they're not gay with each other. Because, like, one of the last scenes is, like, we got to figure out if it's the game, if it's us. And they meet each other and they actually kiss, like the like actual two guys. He's like, I just have to nothing. know. Nothing. And there's yeah. no spark. And it's like, oh, it's just in the game. It's, it's so just weird. the game. It's really weird. Because he has a wife. As these avatars. Yeah, oh no, because like. And his like, relationship with his wife struggles because then, of his like uneasiness mm-hmm. about how he feels yeah. with this other like, guy who's just his friend. That, that, that whole episode touched on two key points. One, is this, is this cheating? Because uh, the guy with the family. In the end, like he's he's slowly losing interest for his wife. All he wants to do is bang his friend in this video game. And yeah. also, his is really weird. His girlfriend the, is also like she bores the shit out of him. Mm. Like she wait who's wait his wife? You mean no 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 like yeah, the other no the other guy has like this really yeah. hot model girlfriend. Yeah, yeah and he like, doesn't like her either. and like yeah. like yeah. but uh so then the second thing which I, I thought it was funny because. You know the whole thing on Twitter like the fellas is it gay to? to <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's, it's become just this big joke, but uh, I, I like showing that episode to my friends. And be like, so is is it gay or not? And because he matter? plays a female character. Because yeah, it is a female character, and at the end of the day, it, who it cares? All is it, it, yeah, it's all it's all a virtual reality. They make this agreement like yeah, once a year. So the, basically, at the end like of the on show, his birthday, I think. On, on his, yeah, on his birthday, uh, the guy with the wife and the family, like they each him and his wife take off their wedding rings. They're like, all right, it's your birthday. Happy birthday. She lets him have his night with his best friend in the video game. Yeah. Like, and she goes out and, like, okay, because, like, in the middle of the episode, well, he's, you know, video game fucking, essentially. Yeah. Um, she goes out and she doesn't have a wedding ring on. I'm not sure if that's on accident or on purpose, but she meets this guy she likes at a bar, and they actually have chemistry. Like, he's a little bit, like, he's, like, five years younger kind of deal. And they don't actually assess that point, but, like, on his birthday, and I'm maybe sure it's like maybe on her birthday, too. Like, I, I thought maybe, like, okay, it's twice a year. Basically, on his birthday, they both put their wedding rings in a box. But she goes out on a date with another guy. And he, yeah. and he go and fucks um, the guy in the yeah, game. The the, so, yeah. Uh, Interesting. Mon- Interesting. Monog- monogamy and just, like, kind of going back to, um, not you, her. Like, what is love? What is a relationship? It, is well, the system right? Her just makes me think of My Strange Addiction where the guy's in love with his car. It, I thought that too. Right. But I think the, that this, like, the way that her works and the way that, like, My Strange Addiction, like, the way they show the people just is, like, showing some mental illness problems. Yeah. Like, where, like, intimacy and, like, having real relationships isn't possible for someone. Yeah. Like, people who have, like, social anxiety or social problems cannot have real relationships because they can't handle it. So, like, the guy from her... Like I feel like that's a reason why he does it. I haven't even seen it. Yes, well, he is. He is he's not mentally ill, but he is socially awkward. It's for sure. something with like because he he did have a, a previous relationship and they break up and like he's really with his real broken up about it. Yeah, with she, Rudy Mara. That's a pivotal scene in the show. He kind of like wants to get closure with his ex wife or girlfriend. Yeah, who he had a previous. I think it's his ex wife. Ex wife, no, it is wife. His, yeah, his ex wife is like so. What, what have you been up to? And he's like, I'm actually seeing someone. Oh, it's Samantha. Is his AI? You know, the chip in his ear. He's like, Yeah, uh, her name's Samantha. She's actually artificial intelligence. And then she's like, Whoa, whoa what? 
you're dating a computer, and she she cause she's she cannot nice. handle it. And I mean, I think from the start, you're supposed to be kind of skeptical, uh, just about the whole idea of you know dating someone who who isn't even a physical presence, you know, just some figment of your imagination. But then you're not actually dating anyone. It just is not real. Like you that's can't what, say you cannot say you're dating someone when they don't exist. That's why she's like she she outright tells him like you need help you're insane because yeah she he's not technically you can dating say you're anybody. Obsessed, you can yeah. say you're obsessed with your your AI. You can that's how you spend your time, but you're not actually dating anybody. Well, you don't. Yeah, actually and then Amy Adams, I think at one point dates her AI too. She's like friends yeah. with her AI. She's like but like has it's a really implied good that they that, that, that they get friendly like yeah. kind of oh, like okay. that. And then the, it's and implied. Like, it is, yeah, it, it is also implied that. A lot of other characters. Is there in this actual world like yeah. people like starting, starting to date physical? their AIs? No, it's just See, it's it just audio. Yeah. the whole time. Okay, well, with Scarjo's voice, running out of time here, so I think this is a really good place to yep. put a pin in it. We could probably do a whole another podcast. Uh, on these we didn't kind even of talk about romantic movies. I know. So it was all, it was all the morality of TV. We're coming up at an hour, so right. I do want to kind of cap it here. But thank you so much to Kate Owen and Abby for being on this podcast. See you next time.